Yeah. Listen, bruh, not to be dramatic, but this this calls for dramatization. Prize Picks currently has a line on Luca of 0.5 points. It's a discount. You just walked into Walmart, straight up stole something. His normal over-under line for points for Game 7, Game Seven's tomorrow night, Sunday, so you got the next 48 hours to get onto prize picks and grab this .5 point line on Luka. Literally free money. The only person that could miss this is probably Animal. The dullness of Animal's picks would, would have him catching L here. .5 points on Luka. That's it. .5 fucking points. How do you lose? You don't. We're here for winners, winners, winners. I'm not even a basketball guy, all right? So I'm not really going to lead you in a direction of choosing another player. But, but, no, nah, I'm going to let you all do that. Luca on prize picks, 0.5 points. Grab it, hit the under. Of course, if you're depositing for the first time, you're going to use promo code BDGE. That's going to get you two things. It's going to match the deposit you put down. On prize picks. So if you're going to put down $10 on it, guess what? You got 20 to throw down on the easiest fucking play of all time. Secondly, it's getting you access to our rookie draft guide, which is live on www.bdge.co. Okay? You can go pay for it at full price, but the best way to do it is by going on prize picks. That's like a double, triple fucking whammy win here. You're getting six wins, and all you got to do is go to prize picks and sign up with promo code BDGE when you deposit $10 or more. All right? They're going to they're going to I'm on one. I'm on 6. I don't even know what to do with my hands. I'm excited for today. Other announcement real quick is we're keeping the Discord open to the public for you guys. So if you want to join the Discord, you want to talk some sheesh about Jamison Williams, which is what we're about to do in this episode in this featured film. Um you can do that. The links for all this sheesh I'm talking about is down below. Prize picks, download the app or go to prizepicks.com. The Discord for BDGE is linked down below. All that good stuff. Free to join. Free to yell. How we doing, everybody? You for sure rip pre-workout before this. I'm profiting off your mistakes. In before he's assassinated. Wow. You think I'm just getting sniped out by the window? Actually, I kind of want to open up. Uh, I kind of want to open up the windows here, but I don't know what the lighting is going to be like. Because I got a big. You guys would not believe the the size of the light over my like on top of my head right now. It's it's probably this big, but it's like six inches above the camera, and it makes me look like shit. It really, really does. I don't get this. Like, I thought it was supposed to make me look good. Apparently not. You know what else doesn't make you look good? You guys continue to fucking ask me this question. Repeat it. Oh, God. Why is that so small? Oh, fucking fuck. Okay. Well, you guys can't see that overlay, but I'm going to read it out loud to you, okay? I continuously get this question. Is JMO crazy at the 103 if Kenneth Walker is gone? Am I crazy to take Jameson at the 102? That has been a large portion of the questions that I've received in the comments of my YouTube videos over the last few weeks. People want to know about Jamison Williams. People want to know what to do with him. 
He's one of, if not the most polarizing prospect in this class. Because the landing spot gives you as good of draft capital as you can get. But it ties you to an unknown quarterback situation and to a shitty team that's probably not as shitty as most people would realize. I think they're I think they're one year away from being an actual contender. But he's with Jared Goff for now. He's returning from the ACL tear. There are a lot of really strong wide receivers in this class already. So a lot of moving variables. But there are a lot of people out there that, you know, don't care about the other pieces. And they think on a talent level, Jamison Williams can be the overall wide receiver one in this class. Hard to argue that. A lot of people want to throw him into the Henry Ruggs archetype and immediately write him off and say, these guys never hit. And hard to argue it because, like, Henry Ruggs was terrible. And then we talk about Jalen Waddle, and that's probably a better comp. However, like, the reason you get excited about a Jamison Williams in respect to his similarity to Jalen Waddle is the deep speed and the playmaking ability downfield. And I, I hesitate to say we've been proven right with Jalen Waddle because he did not show that last year. It's not his fault. Miami didn't run him that way. He did what he was asked. He's a good fucking soldier. He fell in line and he caught six yard pass after six yard pass after six yard pass. I'm not going to penalize him for it, but I'm not going to get overly attached to the fact that he was a volume player last year. So I would say we have not been proven right on the Jamison Williams archetype, meaning you win strictly by speed, separation via speed, downfield. Do I think Jamison Williams is a good route runner? I do. Am I nervous that he couldn't get on the field before he came to Alabama? I am. Do I think you're crazy for drafting him in the top five? I do not. We get those comments, and then in our Discord, there's a uh, a premium section. So there's, you know, there's the the Discord is available for everybody right now. Link in the description. You can go join and, and fucking yell at me in there if you want. Then there are the big dog members who are monthly members to our website, and then there are the goat members who are the real premium members who get into a private channel with me, and you get guaranteed answers from me. And one of the questions that came in last night. And, and the GOAT members were, were chirping back and forth at each other, discussing it, was the idea of taking Jameson Williams over Traylon Burks at the, I think it was the 105. They had a hearty discussion. Shout out to the GOAT members. You know who you are. They had a lengthy discussion last night at like 2 a.m. My fucking old ass ain't awake at that time. So I woke up to about two zillion messages on the topic by the time I got up today. And I tried to gather my thoughts and I had a lot of them. And I figured, you know, this is a popular topic. Let me uh, let me get after it today on the live stream on the Q and assault. We do these every single Saturday. Um, so make sure you're in the discord when I drop the link. So Jameson Williams in the top five. What I'll start off by saying is the injury concern for me is not really a concern. We've seen a zillion guys come back from the ACL tear Modern medicine, you know, again, only technically a doctor, but it looks like if you follow the trends, most guys are okay coming back from the ACL. It might take, you know, it might take some time. He did it later in the year, did it by the national championship. So that's a late 
late season ACL tear. These typically take anywhere from eight to 12 months to recover from. And there's also the mental aspect of it too. You're not always a hundred percent mental, uh, mentally clear in terms of feeling like you can cut it full speed. And Jalen, uh, uh, Jameson Williams is a dude that needs to be running at full speed in order to decimate the defense, right? He needs to be able to change direction full speed in order to like kill him over the top on those post routes. So that's another kind of variable at play. I'm not really concerned about the injury. One of the arguments that was made in the GOAT chat was that when you are drafting dynasty players, you want them when you're drafting rookies, you want them to accumulate value as early as possible. And if Jameson Williams, let's say, you know, again, he t- he tore the ACL late in the year. There's a chance he starts off on the pup list, misses the first six games. There's a chance he doesn't. There's a chance he's ready by week one. Maybe he's playing 30 percent of the snaps or whatever week one. And then he starts to integrate himself a little bit more. But I think I mean, maybe it's not objective but it fucking should be that Jameson Williams probably going to get off to a slow start in his career. And by career, I just mean like the first half of the rookie season. I'm not as worried about that. What I think people overlook is they're like, oh, he's not on the field. He's not accumulating value as a rookie, right? But the way you should look at it, the counterpoint is how valuable is this player going to be not six weeks into the first season, but at draft season of next year. So you want to look one year ahead and say, okay, I drafted receiver X in April of 2023. What is his value? Because that that's what uncurtains the way people really feel about a player. And I would argue when it comes to rookies, the first eight to 10 weeks of their rookie year is not anywhere near as important as the last six to eight weeks of their rookie year. If a player balls out over the last six weeks of their rookie season, they are going to be valued going into the next year as if they had just balled out for the full 17 games. That's the way Dynasty works. And I can give you a million examples of this. Odell Beckham's rookie year. You could look at Cam Akers last year, right? How you finish the season as a rookie, or I mean, he's not a rookie, but this is like his first, it, it almost feels like he's a rookie coming back from the injury. How... You finish the game. If Cam Akers had 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 you know two big games last year, right? He finished really horribly, like wildly inefficient. But had two of those games been monster games, 150 yards from scrimmage, even just like having a game or two where he averages six yards per carry or more, rather than like the shit that he put on the field. Two big games from Cam Akers in those like three or four games that he played last year. He's a top ten overall dynasty startup pick. Top ten in the fucking position, regardless. If you look at the running backs from, say, two years ago. Jonathan Taylor, that class. It was Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Dobbins, Akers, Swift, Gibson, etc. There was one guy who handled all of the work as soon as the season started. There was one guy of those six awesome fuck running backs thrown right into the workhorse role. It was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. There was five guys who started seeing workhorse touches over the second half of the year. And there was one guy who saw his workload diminished. That was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. The other ones started moving more and more into workhorse roles. Jonathan Taylor, 
Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Gibson, they all started seeing their 15 to 20 touches a game once week 10 hits. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, this is, I, I, I talked about this like all offseason last year, why Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was still a very risky pick. Because there was a chance he just wasn't a very good running back. And that came to fruition. And there were actual, there were human, actually, I don't know if maybe y'all were bots. Maybe Elon will take over YouTube and wipe out the people that said these comments. But there were actual people out there that were like, his workload got diminished, not because of his talent level, but because they signed Le'Veon Bell. I'm like, bro, it's just like, do you know how bad you have to be in order for Le'Veon Bell's 30-year-old ass making shit rap music to get onto the field and take touches away from you? It's the same argument where people pigeonhole these extremely fast wide receivers like Nicole Hardman, right? The guys who are on like four two sixes, but never produced in college, right? But never put statistics up. You're looking at it wrong. You're looking at it backwards. Do you know how bad you have to be at football in order to run world-class speed and not produce? It's it's not like, oh, he's got the speed. He hasn't ju- he just hasn't produced yet. Look at it the other way around. You got to be fucking really bad at football to be running 425 and not be able to produce. So, the case in point here is if you're targeting Jamison Williams, I really would not let the injury thing factor into how you value him in Dynasty. Because if he comes back, even if he starts on the pup list, and then the first four weeks of the season, putting him by like week 10, he doesn't play much, but he takes over the wide receiver one role, and he has some huge games, you know, 100 receiving yards, 120 receiving yards over the last six to seven weeks of the season, guess what? You're going to be really fucking happy you invested into him. How they finish their rookie year is way more important value-wise than how they start or if they're there for the entirety of the year. I promise you that. And you could look at, you know, I made this chart. Fuck, why are these all coming up so small? Give me a second while I... uh, Give me a second while I resize this shit for y'all. Bear with me. You can drop some comments in the... uh, in the chat, we're going to get to some cue and assault afterwards. After I'm done fucking yelling about this. Nope, that's not what I want to do. Shit ain't easy, man. I'm jumping into fucking um, Photoshop here to resize stuff. Yeah, we're going to make you a little bit smaller. Put you down there. Transparent bike ground. Chart one. Cool. Yay. Let's have fun. Bear with me. Bear with me. We're almost there. I got the quickest fingers on the motherfucking East Coast. Where is chart number two? Oh, that was a download. Fuck. Fuck. Ugh, I'm good for nothing. But, oh, we found it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, baby. I like it. All right, I promise I have two more things to say about Jameson Williams before I get off the point. Uh, Go hit the thumbs up button while you're sitting here waiting, please. 
Okay. Um, this didn't just happen again. This didn't just fucking happen again. Okay, whatever. Uh, I could share the screen, I guess. This is what I was doing in Photoshop. Anyways, any whomst. Um, so this was another thing, right? Like rookies, especially wide receivers, notoriously don't play over the first half of the year anyways. Almost 99% of the time, these wide receiver rookies, regardless of draft capital, take a long time to be inserted as a dominant force in their offense, okay? This is obviously from two years ago. This is a chart I put up on Twitter. I remembered it this morning when I was talking to the guys in the Discord, and um, I wanted to pull it up. I don't know if – I don't remember if I did a 2021 version of it, but I'm, I'm assuming it looks similar, okay? So this was the class from a couple of years ago, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin. It got a good mix of both talent and draft capital and all this shit, and regardless, the point remained for most of these guys that over the second half of the year, the snap rate increased tremendously, regardless of how talented we thought they were. So with a guy like Jameson Williams, I'm not worried about him missing the first half of the year. I'm not worried about him missing the first four weeks or six weeks or whatever, because he probably was only playing 40 to 50%. Like DJ Chark's going to get his run. I'm on Ross St. Brown's going to be on the field. They'll probably try to go run heavy with DeAndre Swift. TJ Hawkins is going to be back on the field. I don't think his statistical impact will have been that great over the first half of the year, regardless. Okay. The other thing to consider, if you are one of those people asking, oh, am I crazy for this is insane. What is going on with Tremere? Why are they doing this? Oh, do I know? Nope, that didn't work. Um, oh, I'm an idiot. I know why. Because I uploaded it as a logo. How do I upload as a fucking image? Oh, there's an overlay. Hey, we done figured it out. Here's the other thing to consider. We're not good at evaluating wide receivers and rookies and all these fucking players in general, okay? So here's what I always say. If you're deciding between two players that have around the same value, around the same ADP, but you think Jamison Williams can be the wide receiver one overall, you're going to be a lot more fucking pissed at yourself if he does become the wide receiver one and you listen to me saying, take Chris Olave over Jamison Williams. But you had in your gut, in your heart, your body, your mind, your soul, your fucking veins, knowing that Jamison Williams was going to be the wide receiver one, take his ass, dude. Take his fucking ass. Because you could have listened to somebody in 2020 if you listen to ADP, you're taking Judy over Jefferson. You're, you might have taken Rager over Jefferson. When you knew in your heart, body, and soul, Jefferson was the play. A couple of years before that, oh, look how fucking ugly that was. Debo Samuel at the 112, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Maybe J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is this, is, or Traylon Burks is this year's J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. And you're letting Jameson Williams, the Debo Samuel of that class, A.J. Brown of that class, obviously different play style. You'll get the fucking point, though. My point is, if you got a strong feeling about a player, Right. And the ADP aside is not like crazy. You're not thinking about drafting like the 211 at the 102. Get your fucking guy. Get your guy because we're wrong all the time. ADP rookie drafts, when we look back at them more often than not, are so fucking ridiculous and we feel so stupid. Okay. The Nikhil Harry was the fucking 101 in that class. We took him over Kyler Murray. Imagine, imagine being in a super flex dynasty league and having Nikhil Harry on your team. I don't know why he'd still be on your roster. But you could have had fucking Kyler Murray or A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf or the list goes on and on and on. If you like Jameson Williams, get your fucking guy. He's only a couple picks behind the other guys in ADP, so no. At the end of the day, 
You are not crazy for doing it. I'm not reading too much into the injury because second half of the year matters way more than the value of the entirety of the year. We've seen it over and over and over again. Again, going back to that like Clyde example, going into the next year, did anybody care that Clyde's season-long stats were better than all the other ones? No. We looked at the last six weeks because that's more predictive of what their role is going to be in the following year. That's what we looked at. And that's why we drafted all those other guys ahead of him in Dynasty Startups. That's what we did. And that's what we do. Yeah! Dons. Yo, also, if you guys are not following us on TikTok, our shit is fucking blowing up. Our TikTok is going nuts. And all we're doing is guessing what Ike had for lunch. What a world. What a time to pretend to want to be alive. All right, let's hit the comment section, baby. Let's hit the comment section. Boom. Let's get it, Marlon. This is crazy. What's crazy? Oh, that list? Yeah. It it looks uglier every single fucking year that we go back on it. Looks uglier every single year. All this clown does is swear. That's why I stopped watching. That's why you're in the fucking chat, d All right, how many um, how many questions? Do we have any questions in here or no? I'd take Jameson super high if I were a rebuilding team. I think he's possibly the most valuable player in the draft long term, but he's short term, yeah, a little short term. Exactly. Like no, listen, no one's no one's like going nuts about Jameson in redraft. But if you if you're one of these people, like where Beanie's like, I think he has the most value. He could be the most valuable player in the draft long term, like. You're going to look stupid as fuck passing up on that because of a two ADP spots in a rookie draft two years earlier. So, listen, I'm not there. I'm not there. I would probably prefer the other guys first, London and Wilson and Burks, and I even have Olave over Williams because I think he's got a lower bust potential. But I'm not going to call you crazy if you want Jameson over all those dudes. I really am not. Is Brian Edwards' bike? Hell yeah. Most dangerous duo in the NFL right now. Marcus Mariota, Brian Edwards. Don't say you didn't hear it first here. Is it crazy for someone to consider Sky Moore over Alave or Jamo or Jamo and Alave a tier above? Um, so my thing with this, like again, I kind of just made the point that that lets you say whatever the like pick pick your guys, get your guys. Personally, this one feels a little bit more of a reach than the other ones. Like Jamo is a guy who probably would have gone around, who would have had that like. You know, I want to take him wide receiver one or two in this class, regardless of what class he was in, because he's that talented of a player. Sky feels like a guy that because this this class is so weak after the top, the blue chip prospects, we're reaching up a little bit more for Sky than we typically would in other in other drafts. Sky Moore is um, similar players to Sky Moore, like uh, think of like Elijah Moore last year. Those types of players typically go like the two, 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 three, two, four in most years. So it feels like this year we're reaching up because we don't have a lot of choices. So for me, Sky Moore is not a guy uh, that I'm going to take over the the guys that I feel really, really comfortable and almost feel like I know that they're going to hit at the next level. First time listener, you are hilarious. I, I don't know. I just like to fucking yell a lot and I'm passionate, but you can decide. But I appreciate it. Welcome in. Uh, I hope any of the newcomers out there watching for the first time subscribe. 
would love to have you around for the long haul. It's probably like 10 more days with the way that my fucking heart's going to explode. Oh, man, I got the C4 rubs in my face. Um, Yeah, but guys, again, wow, my face just got tomato red. <laughs> um, Yeah, go, go, go to prize picks, please. If you want to support the brand, but also support yourself, prize picks, Luka Doncic, over 0.5 points. That's all he needs, 0.5 fucking points. 0.5 points. Wait, Sexy Pats. Also, Tony or Sexy Pats, you guys still in the chat? Before you post that Luka Doncic TikTok, don't. Don't. Um, okay. Sorry. Yeah, breakdown on Sky Moore with Mahomes. Uh, so I, I so I did a video. Actually, the Q and Assault from last Saturday was like Sky Moore or Christian Watson. So I can't. I, I went a little bit in depth on Sky Moore last Saturday, so you can check that live stream out. I also have the video dropping uh, Monday, which is all about year one explosion players, um, rookie year one explosion players, and I talked about Sky Moore for a while in there as well. So Monday will be bike on on Moore. Uh, Nick, what do you think of Kendrick's new album? So I'm only uh, I'm only two or four songs into the new album, admittedly. Um, I've been busy the last couple of days, so I haven't really, the last couple of days, literally fucking dro- yesterday dropped. So uh, I really like two of the first four songs. Uh, fifth, 95 more, 59 more. I forget. There was a, there's a song with a number in it. I think it was 95 more, which was super good. Got me fucking hyped. And then there was, uh, let me pull up the album. I'm nervous about this album, not going to lie. I'm nervous about this album. I'm going to tell you why. Um, N95 and Die Hard. So those are two of the four songs I listened to that I actually really liked. Now, Kendrick seems like he's at that point in his career where this is how a lot of rappers fall off. Not fall off, but they, 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 they're not doing the thing that got them. And this is, sounds bad, actually, because like as a creator, that's not, never the way you should be going about creating but you know you look at like big sean and and kanye and and kendrick now and chance the rapper is a great example of this it's like what got them there what got them to be really popular as rappers was like this raw gritty like where they where they came from right and then once like that shit is what blew them up and that's like what their core fans love about them but once you get to a point where you're like super famous um, or honestly, like fall in love, this shit like taints the music that they make, or it makes it way different. It's not the core music that they came up with anymore. So it becomes a little bit unrelatable. And a lot of the times, like these guys, especially like Kendrick, again, I haven't listened to the rest of the album, but I'm imagining that a lot of it, I don't even mean this in a negative connotation, but like a lot of it's going to be like super woke music. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's not like it doesn't hit fucking that, that hard anymore, you know? And I could be fucking wrong. Maybe the production is wild for the rest of the album. But a lot of these guys get really spiritual. They fall in love and they get woke. And then it's like, it's not that good of rap and hip hop music anymore, right? Like there's definitely still a time and place for it, but it's like, it's not shit I really want to put on my playlist. Maybe every once in a while when I'm in my feels and I want to cry a little bit, throw that sheesh on. But that's how I feel like, I feel like Kendrick's like, the next three albums he makes, he's going to be like hiding away in a, in, in Africa. He's like, I'll, ne- I won't make no fucking music unless it's like in a, a fucking weird ass place that he can't do nothing else in. You know what I mean? Like Kanye going to, um, where'd he go? Like Montana to make the other album and shit. Like, 
I don't know. That's usually when the line is crossed, and I'm like, I don't really fuck with the music too much anymore. But Kendrick's one of the best artists of our fucking generation, so I'm I'm excited to listen to the rest. I just haven't yet. Mm. 103, 111, and Brandon Cooks for Russell Wilson. I'm going to go ahead and assume that is a super flex league. Yeah, listen, if you need a quarterback, I'm okay with that. That's a lot of draft capital to give up if you think about the players that you're actually going to get. So you could say, okay, Brandon Cooks, Drake London. Oops. Brandon Cooks, Drake London, and 111 is probably, um, you know, George Pickens or Jahan Dotson or, you know, maybe you get lucky and Jamison Williams falls to you there. Um, I'm okay. I think it's a fair trade. I think like value-wise, you're probably taking a tiny bit of an L taking the Russ side, but I also think you're easily getting the best player in that trade, and if you need a quarterback, then I would definitely be okay with it. 10-team Dynasty League. Only RBs are Mixon, Najee, Uncle Lenny, and Penny. That's a pretty strong uh, trio you got there to, to carry for at least a year. I have the 103 rookie take Walker, top three wide receivers. Um, What kind of scoring is it? Half PPR, full PPR? Uh, and how many wide receivers do you start? Because the the smaller the league is, the more wide receivers are available on the waiver wire or are easily attainable. Like the smaller the league is, uh, the more startable wide receivers there are for fantasy. Personally, I like I, I Walker's a little bit of a tier below them for me. So when we're talking about tiers, that, that almost makes the decision like a no brainer for me to take the wide receivers. But if it's so heavily skewed towards running backs being way more valuable in your league scoring and settings, I probably lean that way. Would you take Damian Pierce at the 206? Yeah, I'd be comfortable taking Damian Pierce all the way up at like the 112, 201. So 206 is easy for, for Pierce there. Whew. Keep two in a PPR super flex. C-Mac, Cook, Jesus Christ, Najee Harris, Kelsey, Lamar, Diggs. Um... I think C Mac is is I'm I'm probably gonna go ahead and take the two um C Mac and Najee. Both of those guys are gonna for sure catch sixty plus passes, eighty plus passes, and they're both gonna get a fuckload of work on the ground. I'm probably taking C Mac and Najee there. I think the only other player I could make a case for is you know, some people might like Dalvin Cook, but I'm not really trying to roll the the dice on whether or not he's like gonna stay healthy i guess you could say the same with c-mac but yeah i'm I'm, I'm just gonna take c-mac i'm not i'm not gonna get into the injury thing with him i i could understand kelsey to get that little positional advantage and with tyree kill out he might get 150 fucking targets this year i think i play it safe take my two running backs and move on yay are your plants real yes they are I've gotten very uh, plant. You know what happened? So my last apartment, like I didn't really decorate it much. I lived with a roommate and it was pretty big and there was a lot of space in it. So I was like, and and he was like a very minimal person. So like any, he, he didn't care about anything. So it was like, okay, if I wanted to decorate the apartment, like I would have to do it solely on my own. And the place was simply too big to decorate because it would have cost too much fucking money. But then when we moved into the office, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to decorate this place and make it feel a little bit homey and like make it feel nice. So I started getting into the fucking plant game. You feel me? And then um, 
so we bought a fucking a, a shitload of plants. And then when I moved into my new apartment, which is just me, it's a one bedroom by myself, place is a jungle. So the best way to make your your house feel more homey and just to give it a better look and a better feel and what, et cetera, et cetera, is to so grab some real plants. And then I downloaded this app called Blossom and it's like $2.99 a month, but it has like every informational piece on every plant that you could find. You literally take a picture of your plant and then it saves it into your garden and then it hits your phone with notifications like, okay, it's been six days, go water this plant. And if you're having problems, it shows you like what you're supposed to do based on the problem. So Blossom, great fucking app. I mean, I guess. Superflex, Traylon Burks and Davis Mills or Jahan Dotson and Mac Jones. Uh, I'm probably gonna lean with the safer play here and go with Jones and Dotson. I think in a, in a in a in most leagues, the quarterback moves the needle or is way more valuable than wide receivers overall. So I'm I'm definitely gonna take Jones and Dotson there. Move Brian Edwards for a 2023 third. Yeah, that's a great fucking uh, great move, Keith. I'd move Brian Edwards for anything I really could right now. Everybody loves Elijah Moore but hates Wandell. Um, I feel like that's not correct. I feel like they're not the same size, but let me uh, just confirm that. Elijah Moore, 5'9", 178. Wandell... 58179 okay that that uh that's kind of correct um Elijah Moore is a little bit more athletic Elijah Moore was used way more as a wide receiver in college where Wandell Robinson did not separate as a as a man on man receiver um he was a guy that was used heavily at the line of scrimmage he was a guy that was used in the screen game mostly he was a guy that you like gave the ball to at the line of scrimmage and then hope that he made like seven guys miss like Jim class hero type shit. Elijah Moore was in the slot. He was outside. He was very capable of separating versus man and press coverage. Those were numbers that anyone who like charted him and looked at his routes and stuff. Um, very clear to see. I don't, I, Wandell is more of like a tool player. Elijah Moore is more of like a well-rounded small receiver that can separate all around. People be worried about Burks being out of shape. Was he out of shape? Was there like a was there like a tweet or something where there was like a picture of him looking fat? Sun to the moon. Now that Judy is chained up. Judy's fine. Judy's fine. Um, the the charges were it was domestic. Had nothing to do. With, it wasn't a physical altercation though. It was damage to property. Pretty sure the victim already said that she wanted to drop the charges. So he'll be fine. Uh, that could be a lie, but I'm pretty sure. Regardless, it's not it's not serious enough that it's going to affect Judy. Hello, Janstein. <laughs> Is Zendaya still the 101? Zendaya, I apologize, baby. You know, I like to just get you mad sometimes. Uh, Zendaya, listen, like overall, just, just raw pick. Yes. She's a one-on-one. However, really hard to argue that Zoe Kravitz is not just, uh, 
is not just the best value we've seen in the last five years. You getting Zoe Kravitz outside of the one on one, you just, you know, it's it's like it's like uh, if someone took Clyde to Lair and then you had JT sitting there at one hundred two. You know, that's what Zoe Kravitz is there. This is just like all time bad take, all time bad take. AJ Brown and Tyree Kill Dynasty, not a fan of their new. Yeah, I, I would definitely take AJ Brown there. Uh, I think, um, she's like cute, uh, but is definitely not hotter than Zoe Kravitz. You're out of your fucking mind. Hmm. 37 minutes in. I gotta get my cardio up for show. See what's going on on my phone. Fuck. Sexy already put it up. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I took enough pre-workout and caffeine that I probably need to hit the gym right now. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with me on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. I hope the video was valuable for y'all. Uh, if it was, make sure you hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Go uh go hop in the BDG Discord again. It's free. It's open to the public. You can go cop the draft guy right now at bdge.co. That'll link down below. Um, but the best way of getting that is on Prize Picks. Go to PrizePicks.com. You haven't deposited yet. Use that code BDGE. Do I still work out, bruh? The fuck it look like? Have you seen the? Can't even can't even spin around in my chair because my traps be hitting the fucking wall and the ceiling and the fucking lights out here. Okay. Um. Oh my god, what's wrong? Uh, you know what? You just gave me you just gave me fucking motivation. I'm setting a I'm setting a new a new high, a new record for me. Um. I'm about to set PRs at the gym inside and out. What was I saying? Oh, prize picks. Bo promo code BDGE will get you 100% deposit match. Luca's got that .5 over under, and it gets you access to the rookie guide. I'm out. I love you. I'll see you guys. Uh, Noah's got a video tomorrow dropping, I believe, and then I'll be bike Monday. Year one, players ready to explode out the gate. So we're looking at these rookies, but from a redraft perspective. I'll tell you what. A lot of bad news in that one. A lot of bad news. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.